Hey, what's going on? It's your buddy Mike. We have to have a long talk. What's going on, everybody? We're back. It's another week. We're breaking down some fights. We're talking NBA. We're just going to be very sports heavy today. But before we start with all the sports talk, I got to tell you a story that has to do with working with your wife. What do you guys think about it? Good idea? Bad idea? Doesn't really matter because I am officially going to be working with Shelby starting in August. She works at home right now, which is a great gig. I'm all up for working at home and not having to go places. I don't want to drive all the time. I'm working midnight to 5.30 a.m. So I would like to sleep at night. I would like to work at home. That's what Shelby does. They were hiring. I'm in. Officially got the word this week, and I'm very excited. I am. But do you guys think it's a good idea to work with your wife? I'm okay with it. I think it's fine. But it also depends on who you are as a person. I don't, it's not going to bother me one bit. I can be around people constantly and not get annoyed. I think that's the big thing, right? People are worried about, oh, usually you get a break from your wife when you go to work and then you come home and then you're, you know, it's, you're not at each other's heads all day long. But I don't, I don't see that being an issue. I don't think that our personality types, not even just the fact, even if we were just friends or even our coworkers, we would get along, obviously. We're, I decided to marry her. But the, the issue would be with what she watches during the day. Because, like I said, I don't sleep at night, so I usually sleep during the day when Declan's at daycare and whatnot. But she watches, like, Teen Mom and, um, what's the other show? 90 Day Fiance. Guys, do you know these shows? Do you? I mean, everybody knows Teen Mom. Obviously, you know what the show is about. But it's not even about Teen Moms anymore, clearly, because they're no longer teenagers. But 90 Day Fiance, that's probably one that you might not know about. That show is literally about people that marry people on 90-day visas. You got 90 days to get married because they're from another country to get, they're getting a green card and stuff. And it's all about the drama that surrounds it, whether it be the family not agreeing or the people just trying to get into America without like having to go through a bunch of stuff. And it's, it's ridiculous. But I think that's the thing that, will be the hardest (laughs) we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna watch on tv while we're working she's gonna have to watch some sports stuff obviously while i'm here i'm gonna have to watch some 90 day fiance we're gonna have to learn how to compromise when it comes to that but that's the only thing that's gonna be the hardest part no problem working with my wife and every other thing i'm already talking trash to her because there's a ranking list of on what we're doing, and I guarantee I, I got to come number one. Obviously, that's all I do is win, so it's on. Top movie coming out this week on Friday, July 26th. 
is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino. This movie is a who's who of stars. It's about like Hollywood in the 60s, like late 60s, when the golden age of Hollywood was ending. And it's about a TV actor that's trying to get into film with his stunt double. But listen to this cast. It's got Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie. Right there, you'd be like, oh, that's an amazing lineup. I'm definitely going to see that movie. But that's not even it. We've got James Marsden, Timmy Oliphant, Tim Roth, Al Pacino, Kurt Russell, Luke Perry was in it, Lena Dunham, Emile Hirsch, and Bruce Willis's daughter, Rumor Willis. Who I don't I shouldn't have to qualify that, but because she's a great actor on her own. So my bad on that one. But Rumor Willis is in it. Like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four, fifteen big names in it, and I think I missed one. I don't think I said Dakota Fanning. So there's fifteen names, big names in this, and I probably didn't even list them all. I don't. I think there was more in there, but I was like, I can't just sit here and I, I can name famous actors in this all day, but seems like an interesting movie. Loaded stars. Load. I mean, not and then you're not even counting. I'm not even counting Quentin Tarantino amazing director i guarantee it's got to be good there's no way this movie's bad right there's no chance if if you have all those stars you have quentin tarantino directing it it it's going to be a good movie i guarantee it go see it we're pretty light on the podcast this week um i only got one for you actually and i really didn't even want to include it in here because it has my least one of my least favorite players of all time as the guest on it it's the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. It's episode 91. Pat, the Pat McAfee Show first. Before I get to the guests, because I don't, like I said, don't even like him. I don't. <laughs> He's one of my least favorite players of all time. And go ahead, take a guess at who it is right now. My least favorite player of all time. But the Pat McAfee Show is becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Pat McAfee just has something about him. He's hilarious. He just doesn't care. The dude wears sleeveless hoodies all the time with jorts. Like, if you... He's from West... Like, went to school in West Virginia. He lives in Indiana. He's, like, the... Just dude. <laughs> just the bro. Like, he's so funny. He doesn't try to pretend... He's he's doing WWE stuff. Like, he did... it. He, he was in a... He did a professional baseball game. They asked him if he wanted to like throw out the first pitch, and he's like, "No, nah, I want to play." <laughs> like, what? No, you can't play. He's like, "No, nah, I just, I just want to play." Like, I think, I think I can play. He's like, "Fine, I'm gonna play." So he's like, "Like, okay, we can have you play an inning, and blah blah blah." And he's like, mm, "All right, if they're gonna give me an inning, I think they give me three. So he ended up playing. An entire game. <laughs> he had three at bats. He he was he has a three thirty three on base percentage in professional baseball. Played for uh, I think the Carolina League. I can't remember which one, but in a semi pro league basically. That and just because by sheer of will and like I said, he's in WWE like doing stuff now, trying to become a wrestler. He 
the golf tournaments. Dude's just funny. He's all over the place, and he's doing a great job with that podcast and just building his name up. I mean, the dude was a punter in the NFL. Usually, after you retire from being a punter in the NFL, you just disappear. Like, you're a punter. Nobody really cares what you're doing after your punting career. But Pat McAfee's doing it. All right, did you guys take a guess at who my f- one of my least favorite athletes is? He's a linebacker. He played for the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, that's why he's one of my least favorite. It was A.J. Hawk. A.J. Mother bleepin' Hawk. It took me a little bit to watch this or to listen to this episode because I was like, I don't care what AJ Hawk has to say. Basically, it was how it went. But I was running low on things. Like I said, there wasn't really too much that was interesting this week. So I gave it a listen. And I'm so glad I did. Uh, AJ Hawk is hilarious. They they know each other. They've called they called a game last year, like an uh, not an NFL game, but a football game. Uh, together and it was so funny there there's clips that they played some clips and i looked it up afterwards such a funny commentary between those two they just they, they build off each other and they it's a great dynamic it was so funny to listen to aj hawk is a funny guy i i hate him a little bit less now but he's still one of my least favorites people players of all time but they're just back and forth that's hilarious there's some great stories in there they just give each other some crap and uh it's definitely worth a listen to and if i'm telling you to listen to a packers player you got to realize it's probably pretty good because i'm never going to suggest that you watch a packers game or do anything wear green and yellow just that combination it's just terrible yeah bear down Let's get to the sports, though, because it's another prediction episode. We're going to talk the NBA offseason. I got to ask you, who's your favorite duo in the new NBA? But first, let's start with some predictions. I have to do better than last time, right, guys? I have to. This one's a little bit difficult. Not as many big names on here. And there's a lot of hard names to say. A lot of them. I have spelled them out phonetically, some of them, that I might have an issue with. But if I mess up, I'm sorry, but your name is hard to say. And you should know that. Here we go. First one off, right? It's Marc-Andre Berriolt. He's 11-2, and two, and he's fighting Christoph Jotko. Jotko is 20-4. and four. He won a decision against Alan Amadovsky on 4-20. Burial won a decision against Andrew Sanchez in his debut in May. This one, I'm just, I'm picking Jocko. That's all you need to know. I'm picking Jocko. Next fight, Olivier Aubin Mercier, who's 11 and 4, versus Armin Sarukian, 13 and 2. I'm pretty sure I said that right. Sarukian. There's a T in the front. It's difficult. I'm pretty sure it's silent, though. Olivier Aubin Mercier is on a two-fight losing streak, both by decision, most recently to Gilbert Burns. Armin lost his debut against Islam Makachev on the same 420 card as Jotko. But Armin looked really impressive in that fight. I remember that fight, and he just couldn't stop the takedowns. The, the takedowns were just relentless from Islam. I think he's going to come back and get this win. Armin, 
Sarukian is my pick. So we got Jotko and Sarukian so far. Hopefully I'll be 2-0 and this time next week. Next fight is Jeff Neal, who's 11-2, versus Nico Price, who's a 13-2. Nico Price just knocked out Tim Means in the first round in March, and Jeff Neal is coming off a decision win against Chicago's own Bilal, remember the name, Muhammad, in January. Bilal, I remember, obviously I watched that fight because I'm a big fan of Bilal, since he, especially since he's from Chicago. I, I know I've, I've seen him at the gym before. <clears throat> when I used to train. So I'm obviously pulling for Bilal all the time. But Neil, Bilal didn't look great. Neil looked okay. Obviously, he won a decision. It, it was, he put up, a, he did a good fight. All right. Um, I don't want to give him too much credit because I think Bilal, Bilal didn't look good that fight. But Nico Price is my pick because I can't get go for the guy that beat Bilal. So Nico Price, lock it in. 3-0. Now to the co-main. Cyborg versus Felicia, the phenom Spencer. Cyborg, 20-2 with one no contest. Felicia Spencer, 6-0. No losses, but only six fights. Cyborg just lost her first fight in 10 years. Two baddest women on the planet, Amanda Nunez. But this is her last fight on the contract. She hasn't been too happy with the UFC. She hasn't fought in a while. Spencer just beat up Megan Anderson in the first round in her UFC debut. This is my long shot pick of the week. This is the one I'm throwing it all in on. I think she's a plus 400 on this. I'll take those odds. Let's go the Phenom. And that is a different pick. I, I have Cyborg written down here. I've picked Cyborg in this fight. But I, the last fight on the contract, I've been thinking about it. And like I said, she hasn't liked the UFC. I think there's more things on her mind. Where is she going after this? Where is she going? This could also backfire completely and be like, oh, she wants to go out and whoop some ass so she can get a big contract from someone else. Because if she loses back-to-back, people might think she's done. She might... She's been fighting for a long time. I'm going with the phenom Felicia Spencer to stay undefeated and score a massive upset. That's the long shot pick of the week. Let's go to the main event. Max Holloway, 20 and 3. Frankie Edgar, 22, 6 and 1. I should say ex-lightweight champ Frankie Edgar. This is for the featherweight title. Max Holloway is the featherweight king. Holloway just lost his last fight to Dustin Poirier, but that's at 155 pounds. He lost by decision at 155 pounds to one of the best fighters at 155 ever. Like, Poirier is a stud, and he's getting his due now, and I hope he beats Khabib because he deserves it. He's one of those journeymen that just put in the work, kind of like when Bisping won the title. It was it was a good moment, but he did. Holloway did lose in April, so let's see how he comes back. His last loss was against Conor McGregor, and then he went on a ridiculous, like, huge third. I think it was like a thirteen fight win streak. It was crazy. He's beat everybody at featherweight. Everybody. That's why Frankie Edgar got this shot because he hasn't fought him yet. Last time Frankie Edgar won, last time he fought, was April twenty eighteen. That's right, 2018, 
Max Holloway fought in April 2019. Edgar's last fight was April 2018. And he beat Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson, sure, he's great. He, he was great in the WEC, but he's really not the top. He's not even top five anymore. And you're going to earn a featherweight title shot against Max Holloway by beating him? Mm, I don't know about that, guys. I don't know about that. Max Holloway, going to get the win, going to put a beating down on him. It's not, I don't think it's going to be a close one. And not in the, oh, John Jones is going to dominate Thiago Santos. Not in that way, because I was wrong about that. This is in the lock it down, Max Holloway dominates Frankie Edgar type of way. Just does whatever he wants with him. He's just, he's better everywhere. The only place that Frankie Edgar has any sort of advantage is his actual takedowns. But Max Holloway defends, he's at like an 83% defense rate against takedowns. There's no way he's going to lose. He's no way. It would be a bigger upset to me than Matt Sarah versus George St. Pierre. Like, it would just be ridiculous. So just lock in Max Holloway. He's going to win this fight. Those are the predictions. We're going to improve my history in the UFC picking predictions. And here it is. Read it back for you. We've got Jotko, Sarukian, Nico Price, Felicia Spencer, and Max Holloway. Send it to the bank. All right. It's finally time to talk this NBA offseason. There's so much. It's just so much. Stars moved. There's trades. There's more trades. There's more trades. There's more signings. There's more surprises. I don't. This offseason was amazing. And we're just finally settling down from it. Like, just now, just recently, settling down from it. Football's about to start. This offseason was great. Cubs are playing well, like 7-1 or 7-2 after the All-Star break now. So that's been great because I've been able to watch that. Usually it's a slow time for sports, but we got NFL training camp starting up. Broncos already reported. I think everybody reports tomorrow. A lot of other people report tomorrow, I believe. So we're ready there. The NBA offseason wins hands down, right? Anthony Davis goes to the uh, Lakers, teams up with LeBron. That's our first pairing. Tell me which one of these duos you like the best. LeBron and AD, Anthony Davis, LeBron James on the Lakers. Let's move over to the other LA team. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are together now. What? <laughs> what? Well, okay. Good for you, L.A. Um, Brooklyn. The other New York team. Not anymore. Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving. Okay. Just stars upon stars on stars. Like, right? <laughs> like, Houston. They can't be outdone. They have James Harden. They had Chris Paul. Let's just upgrade Chris Paul, one of the greatest point guards ever, with Russell Westbrook. Harden, Westbrook, back together. That's my favorite pairing to see. With Mike D'Antoni, they're going to score 140 points a game. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm so pumped. He's got Westbrook is going to be even better now. I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan. But anyways, next. The Bucks with Giannis, the Greek freak. And Chris Middleton re-signed. So it's a huge gain by them. And they just signed Kyle Korver to the team as well, which is going to definitely help Giannis because he's going to be able to kick it out a little bit more. 
to Corver to hit that three when he's driving if he he doesn't have to force as much as he did last year. You got the Warriors. Stephen Clay. Clay's hurt. What are we going to do about that? Oh, we'll just go out and get D'Angelo Russell. They're going to lose Kevin Durant, but we'll get D'Angelo Russell. They've got two duos that I would like to have. Give me Stephen Clay or give me D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green. I'll take either one of those. And that's going to be a starting four at one point next year. Once Clay gets back from his injury, they're going to be starting Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, D'Angelo Russell, and Draymond Green, and anybody else. It doesn't matter. That I love that team. That's a fun team to watch. 76ers, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons, who just had a birthday. So check out the birthday buddies every day on the Facebook page, on the Instagram. But he also did just sign a $170 million contract. So Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, the 76ers, still so young, still good. Celtics add Kemba Walker this year. Get rid of Kyrie? Sure. What's the problem with that? Oh, we'll just get Kemba Walker and pair him with Jason Tatum. And they still have Gordon Hayward. It's um, That's another team. The East, up top, the East looks good. The bottom, I'm hoping, we'll talk about that later. Shh. I might have another little prediction. But the Mavericks. The Mavericks are going to be fun to watch. For one, Mark Cuban's the man best owner in sports but they got Luka Doncic rookie of the year Luka Doncic and they got Porzingis from the Knicks because the Knicks gave up on life (laughs) so we got two young European players I guess you that's the only way you replace somebody like Dirk right Dirk Nowitzki gone you just get oh we're losing Dirk but let's get Luka and Porzingis Raptors, we lost Kawhi. We still got Kyle Lowry, though. And we have the standout, just played so well during the playoffs, as his Kyle Lowry's running mate, Pascal Siakam. Played great, but that's ridiculous. Those pairings, and I know I'm I'm definitely missing some. I'm, I definitely am. There's definitely other teams, players, you know, pairings, the dynamic duos that I missed. But these are the big ones. These are the ones that I will tune in all the time next year. I'm not, I don't watch a ton of basketball like games. You know, I watch highlights and on SportsCenter and all that good stuff, but I won't sit down or I'll flip through. I won't sit down and watch an entire game. But if Harden and Westbrook are playing, let's say, LeBron and Anthony Davis, or if Harden and Westbrook, are playing in the playoffs against Steph Clay and D'Angelo Russell and Draymond. Yeah, I'm tuning in. I'm watching those games. Big money NBA. Been watching the Summer League. Let's start with that. I've been watching the Summer League. The Bulls, first and second round pick, have looked great. Great. I mean, first round pick Kobe White, first off, has the coolest na- nickname in sports he's number zero so people are calling him sub zero now there's a cool photoshop on the bulls page espn page it looks great it's awesome he's looked great though he 
having a point guard of his caliber is going to boost that team so much. But the big surprise was Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford is a 6'11 power forward who has dominated, really dominated in the summer league. He's looked good every game. And you add those two young guys to Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Wendell Carter Jr. They just signed Thaddeus Young. I'd like that team. I think they can battle for that eighth spot next year. That is my prediction because they were terrible. Terrible last year. <laughs> but I think having a point guard of Kobe White's caliber, Daniel Gafford, those two can live up to what they've been doing in the summer league. And you add that to Zach Levine and Markinen and Wendell Carter Jr., that's a good team. I'm not saying we're going to win it all. But I think we, I think we might be able to eke out that eight spot. So let's go, let's go Bulls. I run with the Bulls. Let's just do it. Let's go Bulls. You're not gonna win, but hey, you don't have LeBron or Anthony Davis or Kawhi or Paul George or KD and Kyrie, but you've got some great young talent. Develop them. Let's go. Let's get this eight seed. Show them what you can do with a point guard like Kobe White. I think he's the new leader of that team in a few years. That I really like him. I liked him in the NCAA tournament. What do you guys think about this NBA? Do you like two te- just two players teaming up and all this parody? Like you can give me five guesses. I might not even guess who wins the championship next year. I'd say with the Warriors are up there, Houston's up there, with Harden Westbrook, and obviously they've been great. You've got the Celtics. You've got the Raptors again still. You've got, who else? Who am I missing? The Clippers. Oh, duh. How about the Los Angeles Clippers with the finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, who was an MVP finalist last year. Like, that team, I love that team. I don't even like Kawhi, but that team's going to be... A great defensive team, which I love, because Kawhi and Paul George can both play defense. They'll play both ways. This year's gonna be fun. Give me to football season, because I'm all, I'm ready for football season and fantasy to start. But NBA, let's go, guys! You you've got me excited. And I'm gonna end the show with something new, guys. I I need to know. Do you guys have tech questions when it comes to the phones, tablets, smartwatches, anything like that? If y'all didn't know, I worked at T-Mobile for five years. I'm a big phone geek. And I was just wondering, a new segment, if you guys would like me to break down new phones, if you guys would like me to answer some tech questions about phones, about tablets, about that type of stuff, about smartwatches, are they worth it, should I get one, that type of stuff. If you want to hear that stuff, let me know. Just let me know. Shoot me a message. Comment under the Facebook. Comment under the Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Ask me there. Let me know. What do you guys think? Because I can talk technology all day, too. I love new phones. I just got the new Apple Watch. I broke. I had an Apple Watch Series 2 since it came out. Loved it. My favorite thing. I, I have a tan line from it. 
on my wrist because I wear it everywhere. I don't take it off. I sleep in it, so it tracks my sleep. And I cracked it at the pool a couple weeks ago. Well, I've had, I got the new one about a week ago now. And I love it. The screen is bigger, which is definitely awesome. I've got it connected to the internet now. So I've got it connected for cellular so I can call. So like I was on a run the other day. I, had, I was thinking about something. I was running. It's usually when I do my thinking. I've been running a lot lately. Anyways, I've been run, I was running. Listen to music. I'm thinking about stuff. I'm just trying to let go and just go. And I was like, oh, I have to call my brother. I can't remember. forget that. And then I remembered I have the new Apple Watch that has the cellular built into it. And I was like, oh, I got my AirPods on already. All I have to do is lift this thing to my face and it opens up Siri for me. So I called him there. Asked him what he needed 